0: Welcome to The Atypical Leader with Rick Brennan, where we talk about harnessing what makes you unique and maybe even a little odd, while at the same time dismantling the notion that you have to be a certain type of person or act a certain way to be an effective leader. definitely a leader, not a follower. I like the sound of this. It's time for us atypical leaders to come out of the shadows and learn to be proud and confident in what makes us different.
1: I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. Atypical Leader starts now. Good morning, Judy.
2: Good morning, Rick. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad at all. Good.
2: Good. You still uh, lying in the sun in Hako? I am. I am. Living the life, baby.
1: So anyways, Judy, as you know, one of our goals in the podcast is to bring other atypicals onto the show to talk about their atypical journey, their challenges, and their triumphs. There's no doubt that we all have our own story and all have our own way of dealing with our uniqueness. But nonetheless, hearing how other atypicals have managed and lived their life can do nothing but help all of us better understand, better maximize what we personally have to offer. So saying that, we have a guest today.
2: I recognize that face, Uh lovely young woman. Her name is Raquel Bork, and she was
0: originally from Canada, but you're now living in Haco, right, Raquel? I'm living about an hour from Haco, but yes, I'm in Costa Rica.
1: In one of these, what, what do you call your community that you're living
0: in? It's an intentional community. It's uh, very uh, forward-thinking, growing our own food, very natural, Very natural, organic sort of environment. It's amazing.
1: Well, that's pretty cool, and that's yeah. up in the mountains, right? Well, and how long have you been living there?
0: Since December, December last year, but I've been in Costa Rica f- since November 2021. So. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. wow. Did you it. come down with your family? I came with my mom and my best friend and my dog. And I have my aunt and my uncle are here. And my best friend since gone home, but it's it's home now here. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Oh, yeah. nice. And we met uh, Raquel. I was trying to do a website, and I kept screwing it up, and I had some people helping me, but of course it was a burden on them. And so I went searching for someone to help me, and I found Raquel from a neighbor that where I live knew you, and she has a place in your community.
0: Yep, my aunt, actually. <laughs> oh, she's your aunt? Oh, yep, yep, my mom's sister. Yep.
1: That's your mom's
0: sister? Yep. <laughs> so your
1: mom's been here? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well,
1: I didn't know that was your mom. <laughs>
0: yep, that's her ah well
1: there you go it's a small world very small world yeah okay well there you go so uh
0: and where were you from in canada ontario burlington
1: you grew up there
0: yep all 23 years of my life yeah i just had a normal life and it changed everything changed in like maybe two years ago and it's Crazy. Like, it's just crazy. How what do
1: you mean we... by everything changed?
0: Well, I left my home in Canada. I moved here. Everything, everything in my life has changed. Right. New people, new experiences. Just live in the dream. I always wanted to be an island girl, even though this isn't oh. an island. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to be in the south. Yeah. It feels I, like yeah. it.
1: everyone it's, thinks it's, it's an <laughs> island. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it does yeah. feel like an island. So the reason that you're on with us, Raquel, is that we've uh, all decided that you are atypical. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're going to tell us a bit about your experience as an atypical. Now that we've labeled you,
0: yeah. Well, just. I never, I always knew I was different, but I never, I just thought I was a little bit slower. You know, all my, my brother and my cousins are just just very smart, intelligent people to what I thought, you know, everyone's intelligent right. in their own way, but they really fit in in the school and good studiers and all that. And I just kind of always felt like the odd one out. And when working on the website, I was looking at all these conditions or these, I don't know, labels that mm-hmm. fit under the atypical. The
2: neurodiverse. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I was reading them and I was like, whoa (laughs) this kind of (laughs) makes sense and I feel a little bit less of an outsider just with um, some ADHD stuff hard time paying attention dyslexia getting words and numbers and letters all confused and an example is I was cooking something the other day and I was using garlic and onion and I just said onion or Gunyan and Arlec, like full call. Right, I didn't notice right. anything. And my mom's like, What <laughs> What are you saying? And then it's just like little things like that always that I'm just. Yeah, well, I hard can relate time.
1: to that, of course. Yeah. I know? can
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard time communicating my thoughts and organizing my brain really and getting stuck in my thoughts. And getting and... what's in your
2: brain coming out of your mouth. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, 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 but p- that,
1: but you know, there's that line between. I mean, I think everybody does that. Yeah, I mean, it, regardless, if you have neurological conditions or not. Yeah, and it's where does that where is that line where you really do have. Things that are, well, I want to say holding your back, but I don't believe that mm-hmm. for a minute. But as people with neurological conditions, and you're like me, you're an atypical. Yes. You're not really diagnosed with anything.
0: No, I haven't been tested for anything. I've done, when I was looking for answers, I was doing the online quizzes like, are you ADHD? Are you? Because I just was looking for some sort of answer and I didn't, I knew the, the typical ways you would go down. If I wanted to go see a doctor and get a. right you know, diagnosis, like, do I really need a diagnosis? Is it going to change anything? No, I just need to figure myself out so I can start living in a way that's, you know, optimizing my brain and how I can show up here.
1: Yeah, it's funny, because I could tell you a story about my cousin and said, you know, I think I'm autistic. So he went online, he took this autistic test and, and it it showed that he was in the spec. And I said, well, I'm going to go try that. (laughs) <laughs> this is how bad my shit is. So I go on, I take the test. I can't get past the first question because I can't understand what the question is asking. <laughs> so, me.
2: There's your answer, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. So
1: I, I don't know if I'm on the spectrum, but it might be a clear sign. Yes, yeah. for sure.
2: Raquel, talk to us about your childhood. How did you find that the way you were thinking and feeling affect your childhood?
0: Well... Now having this hindsight, I've realized it's very layered and there was lots of things I was going through at the time. Since I was in maybe third grade, I was struggling with my weight. And because of that, being bullied and developing a lot of anxiety and confidence issues and self-worth, like very, very low self-worth. So normally as you're a kid, you don't have as much fear about doing things. So, you know, even though I was anxious about talking and I had a hard time communicating myself, I think I really hid behind my weight and used that as an excuse to to not excel and not put myself out there. So right. it took oh, okay. a long time to kind of deal with that, but when I really started prioritizing my health and my well-being, I lost a bunch of weight just a few years ago and started to figure myself out and my habits and my cycles and how I was keeping myself small and holding myself back. And I realized, okay, I, (laughs) I waste a lot of time because I overthink things and I'm striving for perfection when my perfection is, it's almost impossible sometimes because I, I reread things over and over. This is where I think I may be dyslexic or just something because I, my brain can't acknowledge mistakes or wrong words or
2: Oh, that sounds familiar. Rick. Yeah,
0: from the first episode you guys recorded, I so much just resonated with how people have told me I communicate, you know, having people try to finish my sentences. Oh, I know what you're trying to say. Let me just right. let me help. Right. You but out. it's interesting
1: or, because right? as I hear you talk because mm-hmm. when I look at you and I talk to you, I say, wow, what a smart girl. Okay, yeah. but but it's us in our mind how we cling to that. Uh-huh. I think everyone who's atypical, neurodiverse, we cling to what we can't do. Yes, and that's the whole point of this. I mean, I mean, come on, you're you're a rock star, but yet in our mind we hold on to that stuff that we think is holding us back yeah. instead of focusing on that stuff that makes us unique and wonderful.
2: Absolutely. You know? Do you feel that you have moved past that though, and have accepted your limitations and? just use them and move ahead. Like you were saying at one point in our conversation, that if you make a mistake now, you just say, hey, I fumbled my words, right? You just admit it and move on.
0: It's a tough thing to to say because I think people are ready to jump on anything and judge and call you out and kind of assert themselves above you. So I think the biggest thing is accepting yourself and acceptance comes with understanding. So you need to understand yourself to accept yourself.
1: Self-awareness, because we've been preaching on self-awareness.
2: But, you know, it's funny, Rick, because it also, uh, I think what you've done, too, is put yourself in a, sa- a safe environment so you feel comfortable.
0: Yes. And we
2: were—we talk a lot about that, that how being in a safe environment helps you, uh, you're, you're not afraid to mm-hmm. make mistakes, to say the wrong thing, because the people around you are supporting you.
0: I totally agree. And I also disagree in a way to that, because I think it's so important to have a safety and to feel comfortable and be able to comfort yourself and, um, awa- uh, be aware of yourself. But I think there's also so much power in getting out of your comfort zone and realizing I'm, so I'm a musician. I like I love to sing and play guitar. And this is where I play down like how much I like it. Cause I'm so scared to do it. But at one of the restaurants in Hako, I took myself to an open mic night and I was so scared. And I was like, just like whispering into the mic. And I, it was not a, a great performance but after that feeling i realized mm-hmm. that wasn't perfect but holy shit like that felt so good and then from that power i realized okay even the worst moment where i think this is so scary it's not that bad 100 100
1: i mean you have to so, challenge yourself yeah. you can't stay yeah. inside your box can you <laughs> tell us about i know that from your move to from canada to here in costa rica mm-hmm. You also, you st- I kind of started a new life, right? Yeah. New attitude. And I think you even, you know, did you start blogging or what was it? Or
0: Well, I just kind of post on social media. I make these, I lived on the beach for seven months and that was like my ultimate dream. So I just was taking videos of everything and making these nice little videos of my days. So I have these memories to look on. Um, but through that, I just started realizing holy crap like <laughs> there's so much potential here like showing up online being vulnerable like there's so much growth there and here i am so didn't getting you on track a tangent. Your, sort of your
1: weight loss and that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing as you went through that
0: yeah so i've lost about Ninety five pounds in the last wow. two years, wow. and it's wow. been an incredibly transformational process. I've lost weight and gained weight. Like, I went on my first diet was when I was in grade seven. I lost a bunch of weight, gained grade it back. Uh huh. Wow. I like pushed wow. it. I pushed my parents. I realized now the implications that had moving forward, but I I was trying to help myself and I didn't know the best way to do it, so I struggled. Right. You know yo-yoing with my weight and then a couple years ago i was just i had a new approach and i'm like okay i need to take small actions every day and start implementing these things that are really going to change my life. And it's not about, you know, losing the weight so I can go back to this other life. It's really changing right. my life and reimagining who I want to be as a person and beginning to show up as that person. So,
1: wow, I love that, that reimagining what type of person yeah. you're going to be. Yeah.
0: And I think that's something that was so helpful with moving down here because in Canada, in the, I don't know, society that I was in, it was just the nine to five grind and the rat race and the competition and the, ah, oh, this just so many elements of, Control in a way where people just stop. I don't know. I feel like so many people lose their spark and the the realization that okay, if I'm not happy, I can change my life. And it's, right. it's really hard to change in a in an environment that doesn't really support change. So I think moving here just was just allowed me to flourish so much quicker and implement these changes because I was showing up around these people, these total strangers. So I could decide who I wanted to be, and I didn't right. have. These people, are like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? T- this well, is how you It's almost you didn't have that
1: stigmatism in your mind <laughs> yes. that they think I'm this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: My my fear of judgment from other people, which were they probably even paying attention to me? No, <laughs> but I feel like the the story we tell ourselves is so important. So you can change that story and change your life.
1: So how do you approach it right. now that they got just new attitude and this new life and, but you still have dyslexia and you mm-hmm. still have ADHD. So do you just blend that into the way you do things now and you just see that that's just me?
0: Yeah. I realized that a lot of areas I was craving perfection, like that's not attainable for anybody. And you know, waiting to be perfect is not a time to do anything because your idea of perfection is based on your ex- experiences right now and your point of view right, right now. In th- one month, you can grow, and you're, you know, if you're just like your goals, they evolve and they change with you. So, your idea of perfectionism and a perfect life is always changing. So, I think realizing nothing I ever do is ever going to be perfect because it's who I am right now, and who I am right now is learning and growing, and it's okay to to do that it's
1: interesting because i have a chapter in my book that's called done is better than perfect and it's all about (laughs) it's all about you know this this going for perfection and nobody cares no and and, you know you waste all this time on this foolishness and this quest for something that you really
2: can't attain Mm -hmm. when it's based in fear perfection is based in fear yeah you know i mean i've tried i've been a perfectionist all my life and really it's just it's just a fear Exactly. It's wonderful that at 23, you're already learning this.
0: And it's hard to and- know what people expect of us and do something, you know, that they, you know, they won't approve of. Like, that's, that's super scary, right. especially when there are people who have raised us, who have supported us. It's like kind of going against them. It feels disrespectful in a way, in certain perspectives but it's also like the most respectful thing because you're like i have my own journey i got to do my own thing like i dropped out of college after two weeks i was going for border security so i could have you know a stable government job and i was like oh my god i'm too soft for this like i can't do this oh stick
2: needles in my eyes (laughs) honest to god it was
0: awful and (laughs) i dropped out and i yeah
2: yeah that's that's pretty wise
1: i must say so So it sounds like you're focused on what you're good at
0: uh yes yeah and it's that's, removed I a think, lot of the distractions, so I can.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the key, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're a lot. We're not good at everything.
0: Yeah, no. A
1: focus no. on what you're good at. Drive towards that. Yeah. So, what's next for you?
0: Well, I'm reviewing my. I did a health coach certification in 2017, and that was like the beginning of when I decided, like, I'm changing my life forever. (laughs) Like I'm not going back. And I went through the certification to become a health coach. I health coached myself and, um, I decided I'm finally ready to start helping other people who want to see like massive transformation or just small transformation, any transformation in their life. Um, so I'm getting ready to start taking clients and I would hope I'm, I'm hoping that that journey is going to help me grow even more and help other people and, I just feel like we all have our own journey here and our experiences can help us learn. And I feel like so many people are stuck in the, oh, this happened and this happened to me and to me. And I was stuck in that narrative, like life's happening to me. But the victim. Yeah. If you yeah. reframe that and say life's happening for me, you know, this happened so I grew and I got stronger and I But even evolved. to a point where
1: sometimes you just have to suck it up.
0: Yeah, you have to totally suck it up and learn the lesson from it and the learn the quicker you can learn a lesson, the quicker you can move out of that that stage and
1: You notice a difference in the way people talk to you and react to you now that you've evolved
0: totally my relationships with everyone in canada my my old life i say (laughs) they're still (laughs) my life but it's it's an old version of me on such on so many levels i feel like the relationships i've cultivated in costa rica are from such a more confident uh open place and i'm meeting people on so a deeper level here and i feel like talking to people in Canada it's just it's a different relationship and it's also because I haven't seen them in person in almost two years right and so you're
1: going back in a few weeks
0: uh-huh. and how do you expect be, that to be it's gonna be a mirror it's gonna <laughs> i I don't know what to expect I think it's gonna be really nice to see family and friends and I think I'm gonna be really ready to come back here very quickly <laughs> yeah but it's a
1: journey right yeah, I mean, this yeah. is a good test <laughs> yeah this is a good test to see how because I know listen I'm a lot older than you. And when I go back to my hometown, I almost, it's like like going back into high school. Your brain kind of takes you there, right? And regardless of all the success I've had, I still come back and I'm that little kid and I look around and, you know, and you can't help it.
0: It's, I'm excited for the nostalgia and to be, you know, I was there for all of my life until I moved here. Right. and I think it's going to be incredibly comforting and like just walking and going to, you know, running errands, the things I used to do that brought me so much comfort and joy. I think it'll be so nice going back. Um, I think it'll be a uh, challenge or not challenging. Uh, well, maybe challenging is the word to meet people where they are now and seeing people right. two years later right. or a year and a half later. It's Are, uh, you, are you still people. best friends?
2: Are you still best friends with the girl that came down with you?
0: Yeah, uh, so she moved back after nine months, and we still keep in touch. We're still super close. It's just friendships are different when, you know, life moves on. She's very busy in Canada. I've got my stuff going on here. We're just, we're still very important to each other, and we love each other, and um, I think our, our friendship's just kind of evolving, and... You know, when I go back, I'm going to stay with her actually for a few weeks. So I think it's going to be super nice. Um, Our friendships changed for sure, but I have to allow change, you know, never, everything's temporary and everything's always changing. And when you can accept things are changing and you can't keep them the same, I think you're just going with the flow of life and just accepting it and being grateful for everything.
1: So can I go go just backtrack a little bit and, totally. and talk about when when you, you had told us to me at one point that your dyslexia and ADHD, you think that your brother has that sort of th- stuff too, right?
0: Uh, so my brother's definitely ADHD. He is um, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. He's in school and university in this... I don't even exactly know the program, but it's some sort of chemistry thing. He's a genius. Right, and right. I think the number, I don't know if he struggles so much with dyslexia. Well, Actually, I don't think he does at all. Right, but, but ADHD, ADHD um, anxiety, and he's been able to really manage it. He's very strict with himself and... Um, I say strict not in a bad way because I think when you have predisposition to things, yes, yes. he's been able to manage it really well. So he has little strategies that he implements to be able to go to school for five days a week for 12 hours a day sometimes. Like his brain is – right. I really right. commend well, him. Well,
1: that's the thing with everybody yeah. who's atypical neurodiverse. We're all different. Yes. Yeah. There's none, no two of us the same.
0: Yeah. And I'm really proud. He's three years younger than me, so he's oh, 21. Is he? Okay. I'm really proud that he's gotten his stuff So he's he managed and, to control
1: those type of yeah, things? by and
0: himself. Uh, has he been diagnosed? I think he has been diagnosed as ADHD um, because as a kid he he uh, showed a lot of the typical ADHD signs, which I think are okay. more common in boys, which are like super energetic and hard time paying attention and
2: you right, know all, right. and yeah, all bouncing the, off the walls yeah, yeah. really
0: and yeah uh, super outgoing and very like all these things so it's like very clear like okay cool <laughs> how can we support him with this there's a strategy i can't remember exactly what it is but i think it's half an hour on 10 minutes off so we'll do half an hour of studying or half an hour of focus and then he gets maybe it's five minutes he gets a five minute break and then half an hour on so it's like okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get a little reward and i can do what i want to do because there's always things that are distracting like as me i have like i have so many intrusive thoughts that are you know helpful and unhelpful and i think that's a really great way to be able to to manage that when you have so much stuff you have to do and so much pressure yeah yeah right yeah
2: right so he was diagnosed but you weren't
0: no i wasn't because i think it shows up very differently in girls and you know heightened emotions and reactions and uh having being very forgetful and um like i just was always i I dawdled and i got distracted and it was more just like oh unmotivated, lazy. Like that's what my parents were like, lazy. And it's like, I wasn't lazy. I was doing, I just always got distracted. I had a hard time (laughs) staying focused. Like I was very forgetful. I know those are things people experience without being on the spectrum. But I think it with everything else, my Mm. struggle with numbers and letters and like it just all kind of added up. And because it wasn't anything drastic. It wasn't like black and white. It was very gray. It was hard. to. And it's hard when you're it's hard when it's when you're in your head about something because it's it's still like a, a test you have to pass or fail or something like it's still mm-hmm. somehow you have to show up. And there's it's just hard to I think it's hard to identify signs and connect them and have a diagnosis. And I also don't think you always need a diagnosis as long as you can, you know, find ways to, to cope with your struggles. So if you look at all right, I struggle with this and this and this and this. How can I struggle less with that? Like, how can I easily? Right.
1: But you're absolutely right. Control and I think that. that's the key is that, listen, we're not all going to run out and get diagnosed, yeah. right? Yeah. So no. It's understanding, it's that self awareness, understanding yes. yourself. And we always talk about it's about minimizing your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So, what those things just minimize, listen, I'm never going to be a great writer.
2: I could go to school (laughs) for an eternity, it's just never going to happen. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) My brain is not going to
1: allow that to happen. Yeah. But I'm very good at other things. It's about, you know, running with that ball. Yes. Running with those things that make you powerful, that, you know, allow you to to accomplish things.
0: And asking for help. Oh, and asking for
1: help. And do you ask for help?
0: Sometimes. I'm getting better. I think there's a huge part, too, with um, managing my masculine and feminine energies, which we all, like, as men and women have masculine and feminine energies. And I right. think I've been really stuck in, with, in my masculine, which is also, this is a whole not another topic, but it's another yeah. thing to look into if you're like trying to figure out what's holding you back. Being stuck in my masculine was like very- Strong And because I was used to having people cut me off and try to finish my sentence and Mm -hmm. help me communicate my points better and give me words that would where it's like, (laughs) okay, I just want to, you know, being in your feminine is allowing and just showing up and embracing that. And I think that's a big part of my healing is, you know, I think we were, we started talking about this earlier is now if I'm talking with someone and I mix up my words or I completely am in the middle of a sentence and I lose my thought. Instead of getting embarrassed and stopping talking and, you know, putting myself down, which I would have done before, like, <laughs> oh, sorry, it, apologizing yeah. for myself. Now I just own it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I just, let but me get back helps, to my thought. It
1: certainly helps being in the community that you're in.
0: Yeah, Because it's one
1: thing to have that reassurance within yourself that it's okay that yeah. I'm like that, but it sure helps when some other people just go, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. As opposed to that, nah, na, 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 yeah. na, 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 you know. How,
0: oh, that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. People are more supportive here. In ways. Well, right. I think you yeah. find your supportive people anyway. You find your tribe, I've don't you? I found yeah. my people you
1: find here. Find your tribe, yeah. 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 It sounds like actually it's been quite an amazing journey for you over the last couple of years.
0: It's I never thought I would be here in so many ways, like I
1: And here you are on so a different. podcast talking about it. Man. <laughs> really.
0: Never would have expected any of this and it's it's amazing. It's so important well, to not get stuck in your head and, you know, listening to the dark voices that are like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can do anything.
1: Well, right on. I think yeah. with that yeah. great wisdom, we'll call it a From day a, on this. She's
2: amazing. What an amazing young woman Honest you are. Honest to God, eh? Jeez.
0: Yeah. They're <laughs> having me on here. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm so amazed by your journey at 23. <laughs> Thank you. You have wonderful things ahead be a kiddo.
0: Thank you so much. It was good chatting with you. Yeah, so nice chatting.
2: Okay, bye-bye. If I could, I'd like to sum up our
1: conversation from today. I mean, here's a girl who took the bull by the horns and wrestled her fears to the ground and reimagined what her life could be. I mean, totally
2: impressive. It's time to take charge of your life
1: and to begin to own who you are.
2: Time, time, time. How do you find time for the atypical mind? Join us next week and we'll let you know on The Atypical Leader. For more information on the Atypical Leader, please go to our website, atypicalleader.com.